Welcome back to the Leo Weekly Podcast. I'm Sid Bishop. We're here for 99 Bottles, a deep dive into one beer from one local brewery. This week, we're here with Nick Felton, the lead brewer at Gravely Brewing Company. Today, we're going to talk about Black Sabbath, their imperial stout. So, for anybody listening, how would you describe Black Sabbath? Um, The drink, not the band. Well, all right. Thank you for specifying. Uh, Black Sabbath is... I mean, it is exactly what you think of when you imagine a dark, rich, heavy, almost hearty winter drink. Okay. Um, it is, uh, it's an imperial stout, as you said. Yeah. Um, but it clocks in right at 15%. Boy. So it uh, definitely packs a punch. Now that'll put hair in your chest. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, is it... So what inspired this stout in particular? Is there a story behind it, or is it just stout season? Um, a little bit of just stout season, um, but mostly it was the, uh, the just the sense of curiosity. Okay. Um, this is a style that we had never really messed around with before, on a professional level at least. Stouts or Imperials? Imperials. Gotcha. Um, we are known primarily for our light lagers, our Pilsners, yeah. um, and some IPAs. That's what comes to mind. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, is this the first stout you guys have done? I feel like it can't have been at this point. No, we've done um, a handful before we do an Irish stout around St. Patrick's Day. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then we've done a, a dry stout and a sweet stout before. Yes, I um, recognize both of those. But this is this is the first one that's really going to please those stout drinkers that want something they can almost chew on. Raise his hand. Oh yeah. Um. So speaking of the uh, the ABV, like what? Why is it fifteen percent ABV? <laughs> uh, well, uh, that's a good question. Because our yeast ended up being super powered. I see. Um, the, was if it I'm bitten by super powered yeast, like radioactive yeast, it's, it's something was going on and I we've see. yet to figure out exactly what, yeah. um, it was, if I'm being completely honest, it was a little, little bit of a happy accident. I see. Um, the initial plan was for it to finish up somewhere between 11 and a half to 12%. Gotcha. Um, and it just kept on cranking and I wasn't going to say no. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Does it present any challenges to you having uh, such a high ABV? Um, A little bit. um, A little bit of a challenge that I myself don't necessarily deal with, more in front of house, um, and that is just controlling people. Gotcha. Um, Because it is, it's sweet and it goes down surprisingly easy for that high alcohol. Right. Um, So it's, it can be a little tough limiting people. This is a home beer for me. Like I cannot travel with this unless I've got like a babysitter. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. And that's what I would recommend. Um, In fact, right now it's just on draft, but next week we will be releasing bombers of it as well. Oh, awesome. Just in time for the holidays. That's fantastic. Sometimes you need a little extra something for the holidays. Yes. I want to, I want a bow on that. Uh, but more importantly, I want a bow <laughs> on that. And then I want a bow on the time that I have to process that. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. So I just didn't know about back to the gravity thing. I didn't know if it was high by design or, I feel like a lot of stouts, not all of them, but many stouts tend to be high. And I didn't know if that was just kind of 
a secondary aspect of the process or if it was like, well, we want to make this imperial. So we want to a little bit of both extra. Um, Typically with your stouts, you're dealing with a lot of uh, darker roasted malts, um, which don't want to attenuate quite down as low as your lighter, your Pilsner malts, your pale malts. Um, And so those are going to leave you um, a little bit higher, which will give you some more sweetness um, and so some, one way to counteract that is to start off even higher, um, gotcha. to kind of make up that, that way you're not left with something almost like syrupy. Right. Um, it's like a balancing act a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then the other side of it is you, most people are drinking stouts in the winter when it's a little cold or you want something to at least make you think you're warm. Yeah. Um, and it can stand up to it. Um, if you've got, if you've got a pale ale that clocking in around nine ten percent you're going to taste that booze absolutely but this has enough backbone to it enough kind of shoulders that it can stand up to it yeah i was just talking to somebody about uh lighter beers at places uh just earlier actually about how you can definitely taste any kind of imperfection in a lighter beer much more than you can a darker beer yeah um so and that was one thing that makes sense that one of the reasons that we kind of started out do, wanting to do a lot of those lighter beers was just to kind oh, of Oh, you guys say, just wanted to flex a little bit, like I mean, what we got. I'm not going to say that completely, but hey. I'll let you say it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. Well, and it, it, do, it is true, though. I mean, because if you can come out swinging with a lighter beer and everybody knows that you have something quality there, then everything else is just gravy. Yeah. Well, that and now sense. it gives us the chance to kind of play around a little bit more and do stuff like this. Yeah, no, that's uh, great. Uh, so speaking of the, the front of the house, like, do they, I mean, is there like a, you can have one or is it like, luckily, uh, we are very, uh, we're very, I I don't want to use the term blessed, but I will anyway. You should. Um, we're in the Bible belt. We're very hashtag blessed. Is that still a thing? (laughs) That's what the kids are saying. Emojis. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, by having a, a really solid staff front of house. Yeah, yeah. So luckily we don't have to do too much babysitting or anything like that. Um, but just kind of initially letting people know, be wary of this one. It it bites. Yeah. Well, and you're also not in a bad area for foot traffic too. No, so it's true. So there, there are a lot of options, whether that's like a lift or something on the way home or whatever. So, there, yeah. Uh, but this definitely is like a ride share beer <laughs> oh yeah yeah well and that's we even discussed um whenever we were about to put it on did we want to have a, a hard cap on how many people were allowed um but it's just an eyeball thing like yeah, yeah um, just because it's so we released it on black friday um, we put four new beers on that day so we knew we were gonna have a big crowd yeah um, and it was gonna be tough to manage something like that um and we knew with three variants of it or i guess one one core and two variants. Right. People are going to want to try all three. Right. Um, but w- I was pleasantly surprised by seeing a lot of people, maybe couples would come in and between the two of them would Share knock out some. all three. Yeah. 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 No, that makes sense. That's a good way to go. And actually, uh, I've talked to people before that have brewed, uh, high, very high gravity beers like that. And they said the same thing. Like the idea for them was to share. Exactly. Like it's a community thing. So I like it didn't occur to me like that because I'm just like 
the lone dude at my house that drinks beer a lot of the time. So I'm like, oh, dad's going to get real wasted. Tonight. <laughs> but, uh, it's nice when you think about it more as a community thing. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's what I like about the the bomber style of packaging is yeah. that it does lend itself to sharing beers like that. Absolutely. Taking them to bottle shares and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I did want to ask about um, what it is to be an imperial stout in and of itself. I see that term a lot. I usually see it associated with Russian Imperials. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that there are also American Imperials, and I would assume that there could be whatever Imperials. Um, Although I doubt there are many like Canadian Imperial Stouts. Um, I'm sure there's one somewhere. There might be one. I'm sure there's one somewhere. But what does it mean exactly for it to be Imperial? I just associate it with like high gravity, but I'm sure there's more to it than that. Um, And that is, and you actually kind of hit it right on the head there. It is, it, it is referring to the gravity of the beer. Um, so it is a beer that, that packs a punch that is coming in above 10%. It's in the double digits. Gotcha. Um, and also typically one that has a um, fairly high finishing gravity. Okay. Um, so what's, it's going to be... What's finishing gravity mean in uh, this context? So that's going to refer to the the gravity is the viscosity of it, how thick okay, it is. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, which is determined by how much sugar is still left in the beer. Okay. Um, so they're beers that still retain a little bit of that sweetness. Like I was saying before, those darker malts won't attenuate all the way, so you'll still be left with some of those sugars in the beer when it's done. Gotcha. And that's just the natural flavor of the stout. We're not talking like a, a cake stout or something. No. Although <laughs> Pastry stouts and shit like that. That is... Uh, this beer started out as a pastry stout. That was the the intended goal. Is that um, why I had so much? Kind of pulling the curtain back a little bit. Yeah, that no, was, no. Talk about that a little bit. Was it uh, what kind of pastry stout was it? So uh, that was the thing is I had never actually done a pastry stout myself. Yeah. Um, so doing a little bit of research, digging in, I discovered that the the style for pastry stout is a very loose. Uh, determination. I would just think it's a high gravity stout and then you add a bunch of shit into it after the fact. So that's what I thought as well but apparently it actually you don't have to add anything into it. It is it purely refers to finishing at an extremely high gravity. Okay. um, Which means that it's finishing up with a whole lot of sweetness in there. Okay. And you're normally going to use a lot of toasted malt that will give you kind of like a a biscuity, bready kind of flavor to it. Gotcha. Um, bread That's with not a what D, I think you know? of. I always think of it as a stunt beer because, like, I've had a creme brulee stout, mm-hmm. and it was just too much. Like, I needed something bitter to put in it yeah. just to cut it. Well, and that's what that's the thing is. Most people will, when they make a pastry stout, they will say, "All right, well, this is already sweet, but let's add some specific flavor to that sweetness." Gotcha. So this is. All of that plus is what you're saying, yeah. like what I described. Gotcha. And then when I mentioned before how the, the yeast just kind of kept going and going and going, it got a little bit below where you would typically, that sweetness got a little bit below where you would typically classify it as a pastry stout. Yeah. Um, so it pu- bumped that ABV up and the sweetness down, and we thought, this, is, this now tastes much more like an imperial stout. Yeah. 
So, it, but in this context, it's not an American or a Russian or anything. It's just an imperial style. Just a, yeah, just straight imperial I just, style. And I just was looking up the definitions of those things earlier because I'd never really put a whole lot of thought behind it. I just didn't know if there were any like regional variations in it or if just a, it just happens to be where it came from or where the recipe came from. And I'm not actually sure on, oh, yeah, on that, be, yeah. that differentiation there. But right? for our purposes, it's just an imperial style. And yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so what were the pl- uh, primary flavoring agents in this? Was it just like typical stout ingredients or was there something extra that went into it? Um, so we did, uh, hopefully I don't get in trouble for giving away any, any deep, dark secrets I here. I want but to get the measurements on this. <laughs> I want the whole thing. Like, I will, yeah. I, I've got it tattooed on my help back. Me, I can let you copy this. it down. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we, we actually, we used all of kind of the typical ingredients you would think of. And then we used all those ingredients a second time. Oh, awesome. um, and by that, I mean, it's like and, when you make coffee and then put coffee on coffee. It's exactly right. Brilliant. Um, so we, some breweries will do a technique where they will mash in, um, and then they will sparge and they'll, uh, drain their, uh, wort yeah. off of their mash and then they'll, clear out their mash and mash in a second time, put their water through that, um, drain the wort out again. We did that process except for the second mash. We used the wort from the first batch oh, as awesome. our water for it. Yeah. Um, so just extracting every little bit of sugar we could out of that oh. um, and then just boiling it down for several hours you're just cooking the hell out of these ingredients i'm mm-hmm. into it man the least efficient way you can possibly make hey, beer whatever man <laughs> <laughs> if it's good that's what matters at the end yeah um how would you describe like the nose and the body and everything like what does it smell like even um, if it was right in front of me right now i wouldn't be able to smell it so Thanks it's asthma oh it's not no it's not fun that's yeah. not fun um it's got a nice kind of uh, toasted malt character to the nose of it. Okay, cool. Um, so you do get a little bit of that almost, not quite burnt toast um, smell, but with a little bit more richness to it. Gotcha. Um, and then as it develops a little bit more, you get almost a raisin or date character to it. Um, that sweetness comes forward in like a, a dark stone fruit kind of note there. That sounds great. Um, and then... It actually finishes pretty dry. Um, We we still did hop it moderately well, and a lot of the a lot of the the dark chocolate malts we used um, do have a fair bit of bitterness to them as well. Sure, yeah. Uh, So it still has a nice dry finish. That sounds awesome. It sounds like a dark chocolate, like a dark cooking chocolate almost. Yeah. At the end of it, oh man, I am so stoked for this beer. Um. As stouts are a little bit more common in the winter, which we talked about, mm-hmm. like is it is it any more or less difficult to secure what you need for it? I don't know how plentiful stout like grains and hops, et cetera, are. Um, not really. Um, as far as the hops go, we have those all contracted out years in advance. Gotcha. Um, so You've if never anything, had to, like, get into a knife fight with a rival or anything to steal their stuff. Not that I can talk about. I not like that I can it. talk about. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm interested to know more about these pirate wars that happen. Um, it is. It's. It, in fact, we actually have a, recently we've had a little bit of the opposite situation where it's been plentiful. we've been well plentiful, and if if we are running out of something, getting in touch with 
Kyle over at Mile Wide yeah. or Spencer at Akasha or anyone in town, uh, so just cool. kind of reaching out to people so and yeah, sharing. I really do. Like just the, the community is like, it means a lot. Um, yeah. Did, did you all, like, I know, and we're going to get into the adjuncts a little bit here in a moment. Um, did you barrel age any of these? I don't know what you're talking about. I see. God, be what patient. Would you even, what would you even barrel age them in? I mean, obviously bourbon barrels, but man, I would kill for a rum variant on that. I'm just letting you know. Um, <laughs> we'll we'll see what we can do down the road. We'll see what we can do down the road. But well, tell we've me, tell me about the other variations though. Um, so we've got we did two other variations of it. We did our coffee variant, okay, and then we did a maple and bacon variant. And the coffee one, we worked with Quills here in town. Okay. And we did their Southern Gothic uh, cold brew. Okay. Um, and that one's nice because we we actually did a fairly in-depth tasting session. Actually, I think three different tasting sessions with them um, just to kind of figure out, um, did we want to do something that where the coffee really stood out and yeah. you could tell from a few feet away? that it was it was packing that coffee is it like that um we actually we went a little bit middle of the road because okay. we did we wanted the beer to be able to stand on its own but the last thing we wanted was someone to drink it and have no idea that it had coffee in it right um so this one's got a little bit of those um those more roasted notes but then it also um it's got some uh some berry notes to the coffee as well Awesome. That bring out a little bit Sounds of that, like, an like Ethiopian almost. I, I, I'm not, I can't say exactly where it was, no, it's but okay. I know great. it's not a uh, a single origin. Yeah. No, that sounds great. Yeah, I was really pleased with it. What's the maple and bacon? How does that go? So that one. Um, Just tell me you got a Nord's donut and put it in there. <laughs> Nord's is a local bakery. Oh, Nord's is the best bakery. They're great by far. Um, so we actually we did a little bit of taste testing with that. And I got to tell you, we would have to put more donuts in there than you could fit in this room to flavor it up enough. You'll, we'll see. Um, I, I could be the judge of that. <laughs> but we we ended up just having to kind of go down, simplify it down and say, all right, we just want we just want that maple and we just want that bacon. Gotcha. So not messing around with any other any other flavors in there and just kind of doing those, doing an extract with both of those ingredients okay. and then adding that to it. How would you describe the flavor of it? I mean, obviously maple, bacon, stouts, we've talked about that. Did they combine in any kind of weird ways or Um it, it it's interesting so I we named it Beer for Breakfast uh, after the Love replacement it. song. Yeah. Um and the the reasoning behind that was the fact that it tastes like a full breakfast. Um, when right. you first smell it, you you definitely you get that big maple smell to it. It smells gotcha. rich. It it actually worries a lot of people initially because you're afraid it's going to be overwhelmingly sweet. Right. Um, and then as you drink it, the smokiness of that bacon hits you. Uh, so oh. it starts sweet and then you're left with that kind of savory taste in your mouth. That's awesome. Which I love cause that just leaves me salivating and want my next drink. All right. I want some of that now too. Yeah. I want all of this. Um, so I think this had to be asked. Um, did you play any black Sabbath while making black Sabbath? Of course. So what? What did you play? War Pigs. 
Nice. Yeah. That's, uh, I mean, we, we had a, we normally will have a, a playlist going throughout the day of whatever beer we're brewing. Okay. Um, anytime we're doing any of our New England's, we're playing Pixies all day long. All right. Um, but War Pigs was, uh, was just about on repeat. I was hoping you would say the song Black Sabbath by the band Black Sabbath on the album Black Sabbath for the beer Black Sabbath. That, so that is the beer that we, uh, we paired, or the song that we paired the beer with. Excellent. Um, but I just, if I'm going to be War in there Pigs all day long, I got to yeah. listen to something I'm gonna, I can get down to. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Black Sabbath is an easy thing to get down to. Um, so I know that it's a small batch. I know that their question mark may or may not be something barrel-aged in the future. I know that there are bombers. Is there going to be any more of this made at any point? Was this one and done? Is this, is, will will the, this experiment be complete soon? Um, Black Sabbath itself, I, oh, I guess I should specify, the straight... No alterations. Black Sabbath itself will probably be a one and done. Got it. But as far as the Imperial Stout, possibly Pastry Stout game goes, this is potentially the tip of the iceberg. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. And on that note, this is our last question. Uh, what's next? What do you What do you have uh, on tap that's uh, going to be awesome? <clears throat> So this week we're actually releasing uh, two new beers and one revamped beer. Okay. Um, so we're we're putting out um, putting on the Fritz, um, which is a returning favorite. It's a I've had that before. What is it? It's a a, a new German lager. Uh, it's right. a Keller beer, so it's yeah, got yeah. a little bit of a haze to it, but it's nice, very light and crisp. Um, and then we're going to have two brand new beers coming out later on this week as well. Can you tell me what they are? I can indeed. Uh, we've got, well, one of our most popular ones, um, since day one has been our Doc's Heffy, our okay. Hefeweizen. So we are doing Doc's Dunkel, um, which is our first Dunkel yes. Weizen. So it is a, a spin on that Heffy where, um, we're bringing out more of the clove, more of the orange, um, letting that banana kind of recede a little bit into the background um, and I give it a little bit more color, a little more malt backbone for the wintertime. That's great. I love Dunkelweiss. Oh, yeah. They're so good. And then we're also, uh, to kind of pair with that, we're putting out a new brown ale All right. um, called Brand New Bag. Um, and that's it's kind of a mix between it's an a James English. Brown oh, reference, yeah. hopefully. Yeah. It's got to oh, yeah, be yeah. one. Yeah, you got. I don't. You, I feel like I can't make a brown ale without naming after James Brown. I can appreciate that. Yeah, um, and it's a mixture between a, an English style brown and more of a uh, or a Southern English style and an American brown because um, it is. It's got a fair bit of sweetness to it, but it's got um, more of an American ABV, bumping it up towards six percent. Nice. Yeah. Well. That all sounds amazing. I know where I will be at some point this week. I've got to get my hands on one of these stouts. Oh, yeah. Uh, thank you for coming in today. Oh, uh, thanks I for really having appreciate me. appreciate it. And Black Sabbath will be uh, on tap until? Until people finish it off. Uh, all right. We'll get there while it's there. Christmas, New Year's. Yeah. Get it while you can. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.